What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Warning, this episode may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. And balls. We are talking baseball. Balls. Just going to keep saying it. Loads of balls. Here's the thing, right? We have a really great episode with guests. Yeah, you've just spoiled it already. They deserve better. I'm sorry, guys. Did you want me to do it again? No, let's be fair. We're always going to ruin it by saying something like baseball is a big bag. I'll say that. I'll clean that up. Talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves, and Selena. Every week, bringing some much needed balance and humor to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark, disabled world. Welcome one and all to Seesaw Podcast. We are back once again with fantastic guests. It's a Seesaw record. We have three guests on. Coming up next, we have the coach and two players from the UK Blind baseball team. We have Nathan Grant and Tokir. So if you want to know about blind baseball, which is not beepable, American listeners, here you go. So it's great to have you guys guys here. And first off, we, we need to touch on the uh on the bronze medal that you, you recently got. Congratulations straight straight away. But um, how was the tournament? Absolutely amazing. Besides the end result, it was phenomenal. <laughs> the experience was amazing. We should have got more than bronze, but it was unbelievable. It was one of the best holidays, dash sporting events all combined into one that we've been on. I think all nine players and all Four or five coaches who went, everyone just sort of bonded unbelievably well, and it was just class, wasn't it? T for Nathan from minute one, I think. Well, who have you got a vendetta for next time? Who nicks you to the silver? Um, it was Netherlands. Yeah, we got beat on a tie break. I guess it was basically like a football penalty shootout where we got beat um, after finish one one after the the full arm result. We had extended innings as well. Normally, they were playing three innings per game. And I think that one went to five and then it went to a tie break because the scores were still level. Oh. But bearing in mind, we did beat the Dutch in the group stages, five their game in the semi-final. I think from a from a coach's point of view, some games just don't go for you. And that game was one game where things could have been differently. There were some rule changes from last year um, that would have gone for us within the results. And just, yeah, just some performances. But... Can't be more proud of the players because they 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 give it everything and it was so intense that semi final. It's there's never been a tiebreaker before in the championship, so it was the first time. The whole crowd that was watching was in bated breath. It was it was really exciting. Not for me as a coach, it was very nerve wracking. But the players handled it so so well, and it ended dramatically as well with one of our players getting injured, which was unfortunate. But we came back in the bronze medal and we we fought hard and beat France by. A good score. So, have you sold the movie rights for that yet? Or uh, no, but I'm I'm actually in the middle of writing it. Actually, this journey, it's it's, it's a good story. 
Awesome. So speaking of the story, I mean, UK baseball, like blind baseball, how long has it been going? Blind baseball has been going for nearly 30 years in Italy, but never really come out of Italy much. And back in 2019, a chap called Shiraz Chohan, who runs the Lancashire Lions, got in touch with someone regarding blind baseball. He was interested and he got a little team together to try and promote it. Uh, and ended up all going over to Italy. That story in itself, is, his story is really interesting because he, he got in contact with somebody and it turned out that the person he was talking to in Italy, actually his brother lived behind Shiraz in Manchester. It was really weird, yes. So Shiraz went round to his brother's house and had a chat and they became really good friends and it sort of developed from there. Um, COVID put a big stop to us. We went over in 2019 to Italy to a competition with six players. And we'd only been we'd only been training for five weeks, and we just went to, for the experience, and we actually ended up winning one game against the United States, which was amazing. And then we've pushed on from there. How did you all get involved? Let's start with you, Rob. How did you get involved? And we'll we'll find out how I got involved on this journey. How I like to speak with Toza. So I grew up playing sighted sports, but for the last probably nearly ten years, I sort of hadn't played any. Team sports, any sport other than really going to the gym or going jogging. Um, there wasn't really anything around Hartlepool. When I moved to Manchester for work, I sort of just Googled. Well, initially blind football. I thought I'm interested in football more, um, but nothing came up. But when I was Googling, it just kept coming up with goalball, goalball here and there. So I was like, okay, I have no idea what that is, but I'm going to go try playing it. So I went to a goalball session, which was with the Lancashire Lions, like a blind and VI organisation, I suppose, in Manchester. And I loved, I loved that. I loved a lot of the players and people involved with it and they did buy weekly sessions so one week it was goalball and then the week after it would be cricket or baseball so that's how I got involved so I initially went to goalball and the week after went to baseball and I've played it since then really I I mean I think Nathan knows this and does John and the other coaches I initially did not enjoy baseball to be honest because it was sort of trained inside in a little sort of sports hall facility or with like a little 3G grass but when the sport involves you, you know, putting a mask on and you have to, you know, run around full pelt and you've got concrete walls, like the feet are too from where you need to be turning. I just couldn't get my head into it. I was too scared, to be honest, to run straight to some concrete. So then I started playing outside and that's, I suppose, when I truly started to enjoy it and now I love it. Takia, how did you get involved? So I've got the same condition as Grant, uh, retinitis pigmentosa, uh, RP. So I used to be very sporty. I used to love playing sports. I always have played cricket, red ball, football as normal. And uh, my eyesight deteriorated, started to deteriorate later on in my late 20s. And it was about 2012, 2013 when I decided to pack it all up because it just wasn't safe for me to play, you know, cricket or football or anything like that anymore. Um, and then I spent the next eight, nine, ten years maybe just a bit depressed thinking, you know, that's it, that's my playing time over. And I didn't even know this visually impaired world existed until, uh, well, mid-2022 when, you know, somebody said, oh, there's some sports that blind people play. Why don't you try some of that out? So I went on the British Blind Sports website and had a look at what was local to me and came across Lancashire Lions. Seeing Shiraz's name there, gave him a call, had a really good chat. And uh, two days later, I was at the uh, cricket practice playing the VI cricket. And it was like a few games left to the season. So I got involved, really enjoyed it. And then come winter, goalball and uh, baseball uh, practice started. Again, I didn't know how the formats would work. I didn't even know what goalball was. And then when it came to the baseball, 
obviously we I've only seen it what it's been like on TV and things and the way we've done it at school, but I never thought that how it would be modified for the VI. And at first it was just like Grant said, it was a bit difficult to understand, especially because of the British weather, we had to do it indoors. It was one of those funny ones because I've never really played baseball before. With cricket, I understood what it was about and I've enjoyed it from the get-go. And same with goalball because it was quite fun. Baseball, it kind of grows on you. So every time, and I was explaining this to someone the other day, when I did the practice, it was okay. Then I did the next practice, it got better. When I did the first tournament, played in the first domestic tournament, it was actually really fun. I didn't expect it to be so fun. And then when I did the second tournament, it was even better. And when we went to Italy, honestly, I can't imagine, I can't, Think of anything, other sport activity I've done, just as fun as that weekend was. It was absolutely amazing, and, and I'm so glad you know that you know I've been I've got involved. As I say, never late, better late than never. Still there, and uh, just thankful to, you know to get selected and represent our country. Incredible. And I think we'll round off with the, the coaching sides. Nathan, how did you get involved in, in coaching? Shiraz and the Lancashire Lions contacted me. I was. Uh, my background was cricket. I'd just come out of my career in education back in 2019, uh, where I, I taught physical education as well. Um, I got a phone call saying that the Lancashire Lions cricket team was looking for a ground to play. So I offered to open up for them while they trained. And Shiraz basically, after about three weeks, said, what do you know about baseball? I said, I know about softball because I used to teach softball and I, I like sports. And he went, do you fancy helping us out? So. I went to the next session, which was at the cricket ground the week after and met John, the head coach, who's now the head coach at GB and got involved. And at the end of the session, Shiraz said to me, do you want to come to Italy in five weeks? Uh, which I was a little bit taken back by. I was like, well, I'll have to check with my wife. So I rung my wife and my wife was like, yeah, get out my hair kind of thing. Yeah, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Go on. So off I went. And that was the journey. Really. That was how it started. And we've, yeah, we've just grown from there. So there really is some kind of plot for a film in all this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Amazing. Who's going to so, play me, Nathan? Would that be Zac Efron, do you think? Or? Uh, yeah, I was thinking David Jason. <laughs> 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 Love hearing how you all got involved in it. And, you know, I'm so surprised that for someone who I feel like myself knows so much about sport and especially visually impaired sport, that this literally came on my radar a couple of weeks ago and I can't believe it's been around since 2019 I'm yeah really surprised so for people out there like me who don't know much about blind baseball can you let us know how is it played how is how does it all work I think the first thing to say and this is what everyone asks is the ball is not thrown at you like in sighted baseball you hit it out with your own hand everyone has different techniques in terms of some people hit it sort of by the side and some people hit it from down below. But that is the initial thing you are not getting a ball thrown at your head. <laughs> so that's not something to worry about. So that's the, the batting part. So and then once you've hit the ball, you have to hit it into a between second and third base, which is the play area. Anything else outside of that is counted as a out or strike. So you've got to hit it between the second and third base. That's where the opposition team will have their fielders out or the defence. Uh, once you've hit the ball, you've got to run to second base. So, and each base will have its a different sound. So the first base is like an electronic device, which has a beeping sound, more like a car horn, which you've got to run around. And then at second base, you'll have somebody clapping. 
So whilst they're clapping, you've got to get to that base. And in that time, the fielding team is trying to find the ball and also get that ball into second base before the batter gets there. So Mr. Nathan Potts is that our main clap there on the yeah. call. Yeah, so the sighted coaches play along the VI and blind players as well. So yeah, inclusive in that in that sense. Even more so, Nathan, inclusive it was, I think in a lot of sports, genders are you know, they're not together. There's a male side and there's a female side. Whereas the baseball girls and boys all play together on the same teams as the same opposition. And even more so that the Dutch team have a couple of guys. I think it's a guy and a girl, actually, who are in wheelchairs. So, you know, it is inclusive to anyone and everyone can play. Now I'm loving the sound of it. And so is the ball audible? Yes, it's got um, it's the size of a normal baseball, um, but it's plastic rather than leather. And it has, like, little it's holes big. in it. And then there's rubber. bells. Was oh, it rubber? Okay. <laughs> yeah. My bad. <laughs> it's got bells in it, yeah. It's a rubber bar. It's got it's got six holes in it and two bells, and one hole is slightly bigger so we can replace the bells if they get damaged when they hit. And then we've got the audible sound on first base, the clappers on second base. There's another clapper on third base. But the hardest part of the game to score a run is to get from third base to home plate. But there's no sound actually given on that run, so players have to do that run on their own, unguided, which is really, really difficult. And it's amazing how they how they get runs. Oh, and so classification-wise, you say it's inclusive. Other different classifications, can everyone take part? Yes, just like goalball, everybody has to wear shades. So it's not like cricket where you've got different B1s, B2s, B3s. It's everybody plays with shades. So everyone's playing on the same level field. What we've said as UK blind baseball is sort of the governing body of it is that sort of domestic level, anybody can play because they've got shades on. But to qualify to play for Great Britain, you've got to have some kind of visual impairment. And how many players on a team? Uh, five. So there's five players and obviously bench players. And then there's one sighted catcher um, for when you're defending. And then you'll have two sighted clappers on the bases. And also when you're batting, you'll also have sort of your head coach who will be lining you up um, at the front, telling you sort of the gaps where you should be hitting. And you'll also have a mound assistant, um, a sighted mound assistant. So when you're defending, he'll sort of be organising you because you've got shades on, telling you, you know, you need to stand a bit more left and you come forward. So having your sort of defence ready to track the ball whenever it gets hit from by the opposition. Ah, Joe, you know, it sounds really exciting. I'd love to give it a go. It just sounds really... Really cool. Cool. Well, you've got to now, Selena. We'll hunt you oh. down. You're definitely coming to our next session. Where are you <laughs> any, game in, any game that involves running, I'm up for it. So, like, I, I'm so not interested in blind cricket because the the B ones don't get to run. Whereas yeah. I love playing my football because, I mean, obviously, I come from athletics as well. It's all running, and this this has got running into. So, yeah, I'm I'm up for this. <laughs> you, you, you would love you would love the free running round the bases. Mm. We've got a couple of athletes that play. One of our athletes was. I think he was at the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne. That's the part of the game that he loves, is just running the bases. Mm. He knocks me over many a time whilst I'm clapping. <laughs> he's going so fast. There's, there's a lot of B1s I've noticed like that have been attracted to the baseball because of the running element. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. I mean, I'm not a B1, but mm. I think when you put a, you put the eye shades on and you're running full mm. tells, I don't think you get any adrenaline rush like it, to be honest. You know there's no poles there, and there's no there's nothing you're going to hit, but you just get a full-on as fast as you can while you know you can't see anything and that's why I've always said it I mean everyone likes different sports everyone's you know you play what they want but for me having a sport where everyone has to wear a blindfold 
I just think it's you know, it's the best. There's no there's no cheating. There's no people having an unfair advantage. I just think it's amazing. A lot of our players as well, they actually slide down the bases like you would in sighted baseball. So we work on them running so far and then sliding in on the bases to, to get in, which is good fun. Sounds so incredible. And I really like the idea of everyone wearing the shades, especially coming from, from a cricket background myself, for playing years and years and years. There's always the, uh, the stories. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Of someone coming in there, a B2, and they're not wearing any shades, and then all of a sudden they'll crack it for six, three on the trot, and you think, Who's classified this guy? <laughs> uh, is he a B2? There's no way he's a B2. We've all seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think leveling the playing field, absolutely, because it, it just takes all of that, you know, a mate of a mate, like amongst the opticians and be a little bit creative with the paperwork. You get away from all of that sort of thing. But no, it's incredible. You say when you were running full pal that you're not going to hit anything. What about people? How often do you hit other people? Well, you're running to. So you have to run to base two, so you're not allowed to stop at base one. And from base one to base two, there's there's no one there. Base one is just like a, it's a it's a speaker, but the speaker is built under the ground, so there's nothing to hit. Run at base two, so the fielders are to the left and back, sort of five ten yards. So again, you're not going to hit anyone. The only person you can hit is the clapper stood on base two, which you're not supposed to in terms of that. Base Tooman isn't allowed to sort of grab you and put you on the base, but he can sort of block you. So Nathan has took his fair share of bruises from us running or us diving and sliding and absolutely just taking his shins out. Um, <laughs> so I don't envy that position, to be honest, but that's yeah. sort of the only person you are going to run into. Some good, so rugby, it, some good rugby tackles there by Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> in, in my position, there's the two between me and the second base catcher half a meter behind me the players can't go in route so i'm hardest to use my i'm only small but i try my hardest to put my shoulder in the way and buffer them um yeah i've taken out a few times but made a tough stuff it's good love it <laughs> just one thing as well you know what we're um we're talking about playing the game but just in terms of fielding so everyone knows how do you get someone out is it literally just touching with the ball no so they hit the ball um you then obviously listen to the sound. You need to find it. Yeah. Once you've once you've got the ball, you need you need to then throw it to um, the sighted catcher who is sort of near second base, about a meter or two away. And you need to get that ball to your sighted teammate before the runner gets to second base or any of the bases. So then yeah. you could have a runner, someone running towards second, someone running towards third, and someone running home. So you just got to get the ball and get it to your second base catcher. And if any of the runners have not made their base yet before the ball gets in, they're out. Regardless of what base they're running to? Yeah, regardless of what they're yeah. Okay. The, the, the outs are all done at second base. Or if you do the run from third base to home plate and you miss the gate, you, that's an automatic out as well. So they're the only two outs. All the outs are at second or at home plate when you're doing your run from from third to home plate. That sounds quite difficult for a runner. Like it's really difficult. Yeah. yeah. 
You've just got it, to run straight. It, it is amazing. <laughs> and and we're quite we're quite lucky because it's really hard in this country when we're playing domestic tournaments because we don't really have the facilities that other countries have when it comes to baseball fields. Uh, all the baseball fields in Europe um, have, there's a, a clay lane that you're running from third to home with grass either side. So the players can actually feel the difference under the feet and straighten themselves up back onto the clay. When we play domestic tournaments, we don't have that. So it's really difficult for players to, to get through the gate because there, there is no sound. So I think that's why when they do go on the clay and, they, and they're on the grass, they find it a lot easier. Do you run those drills like so often? I'm like, I'm just thinking if I was playing this, that would be the hardest run for me, third to home. Yeah, it is. Um, it's great because you've got your third base clapper who's also lining you up, um, so they're sort of pointing you, making sure you're in the straight line. So you have the you know the great excuse of if you do run wide, to just say, okay, put third base clapper and kind of <laughs> line me up properly. Even though it's definitely our fault for running wide. <laughs> Incredible stuff. My my question is when you're you're fielding, when the ball goes dead, will the side catcher come and like get the ball? Because of course it is on grass, it's gonna go dead at some point. And from my experience, good luck trying to find it. It's like trying to, to find something you've dropped at home, like scrambling all over the kitchen trying to find that one thing. So once the runners have all got to second or to third at the home, the, the play will be stopped. So the second base catcher can come at the ball or one of the umpires. But while the ball is in play and it does go dead quite often, I suppose, there is a lot of scrambling that happens, to be honest. There's a lot of people rolling around on the floor. There's a lot of arm searching and strokes going everywhere trying to find this ball. And there's a, a lot of people bumping into each other. So I think communication is key, you know, shouting where you are. Shouting, okay, the ball is over here somewhere. Come and try and find it with me. But while the runners are still going, and even if the ball's dead, it, it, you know, it's game on. You need to try and find that ball to get them out. I, I think Grant. Oh, sorry. I think Grant is uh, sort of selling himself short there because Grant has got this sixth sense. Wherever the ball is, Grant can find it. And people yeah. often <laughs> say to us, "Can he see through <laughs> shades?" Because he has this sixth sense of just going to find the ball. We've got another player who unfortunately didn't come to the tournament, she can actually stand on the field and tell the other players where it is and direct them to the ball, which is it's just magnificent to even witness that people have these skills under shades. And it makes me really humble just to be part of it and, and actually watch what's going on because it's, it's, it's unreal. <laughs> and it's a skill we do work on and it's a skill that we, we, we practice, but some of it is a very natural skill that people have that they wouldn't really use that skill in life anywhere else, really. Me and the um, Italians have the same shades, don't we, T? We do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For people that are wanting to get involved in this sort of thing, is is it just one team centred around Manchester at the minute, or is there any others around the country? There's a few. Uh, for in, the, in this first domestic season that we've had, there were five teams. So we had one Lancashire team, one Manchester team. We had the... Uh, Sheffield Strikers, the Liverpool Trojans, and we had a team in Cardiff. But I do understand uh, there's a lot more interest now from other parts of the country as well. So I believe Nathan is working hard to get out and set more teams up. How do you go about doing that, Nathan? We try, we work very closely with British Blind Sport and do the Have a Go Days at British Blind Sport, with British Blind Sport, which is really good. Um, so we get out and, and connect with people there. And then from there, we sort of look at what the attendance is like and then 
we try and identify maybe a sight loss charity or a sight loss club around that area and also try and find a baseball club because it's really important that we try and link the sight loss charities up with the baseball clubs because they have the facilities and the facilities, you know, and the volunteers really because the, the volunteer aspect of it is massive. Um, you need at least five sighted coaches to make a session work uh, and to make a team work. And so we try and link baseball clubs with their baseball knowledge. And then me uh, and a couple of other guys will go out and we will um, do some training sessions with the coaches and we will coach them just the adapted side of baseball, really. And uh, that's how we sort of do the process and identify different areas. A lot of baseball teams now are coming to us and asking, how do we do this? How do we get a team going? Because they now have seen how it works and think, wow, this adapted game is so close to a sighted game that we we want our club to have uh, a, a blind team as well. Especially now here in the Sheffield have a team. I think Nottingham are falling behind there. The, the rivalry that goes between them. And I think Selena, you just... And literally, as soon as I heard their name, I thought scumbags. I wonder if we could actually get our team going. <laughs> we definitely need uh, one this is what we like. yeah. <laughs> yeah you know when setting up new teams like that the british blind sport fund anything towards that I, you said it was mainly volunteering i appreciate that but in terms of setting things up yeah so they, they do have small ponds uh pots of funding that sometimes for the, because some of the equipment as you you guys will know any adapted sport especially vi sport becomes expensive so clappers shades the balls are really expensive because they're imported from Japan and the base that we use that's dug into the ground, the actual one that the Italians use and invented, is 2,000 euros. So it's really expensive. So BBS do have small puts of funding to so, sort of support the projects. I, I think the Blind Trojans actually got some help from BBS to set up some funding. Um, we try and help as much as we can. We get small pots of funding and try and help as much as we can with, with funding, getting people um, even playing kits and things like that just to get them started and get them up and running. So um, we're always working tirelessly on on funding and getting funding for teams to to progress. Who, out of curiosity, who won the domestic league last year? It was an individual tournament. So there wasn't, there wasn't a league. It was sort of each, there was four, there was supposed to be five tournaments, but one got rained off. So each individual tournament had a, a winner, a trophy. Manchester Vibe won one. Liverpool Trojans won one, um, Sheffield Strikers won one, and the fourth was won by an Italian team who came over for the weekend. I believe actually wasn't that that one. The Italians that were invited over, the guys who originally helped Shiraz start off the uh, baseball here, so they were invited to bring their domestic team, and uh, they won that tournament or festival, as they call it. It was actually quite good at shows, I suppose. Very competitive that each tournament was won by a different team, not not one team won. Two, two different tournaments. Yeah, that's good. Must have hurt that uh, the our Italians eight. beat you on home turf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Italians are they're, they're special. They've been playing for a long time. We're catching them up and it won't be long before we get them. But uh, each club that's up and running now held their own tournament. So Manchester held one, Lancashire held one, Liverpool held one, Sheffield held one, and Manch- uh, South Wales held one. So that was the idea this year was to try and give everyone an opportunity to host their own tournament and we supported them then with with each tournament and uh, to get it up and running looking next year hopefully then to have an actual league which could be really exciting no it is exciting it's an exciting time for baseball in general isn't it with the mainstream game just being announced for la to 2028 20, and then this taking off by the sounds of it it's 
you know, we think of it as an American game, but actually it's getting bigger everywhere. We think of it as an yeah. Italian game in this side of things. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but the, 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 G, the GB setup in, in general, so the sighted game, the men and, and also fast pitch softball, we're really competing on a world stage now. We're hoping by 2032 that we're going to be recognised by the Paralympic Committee so that blind baseball will love me in the Paralympics. And that's that's our aim as countries all around the world come together. That's what we want. So before before we close off, what's coming up next? Uh, have you got any tournaments, anything that, that you want to plug, promote? We're hoping that there'll be a, um, league fixtures next year. Uh, we're hoping to have some more teams ready to go next year as well. We, we'll use this time now to structure what we're going to do for next year and then put it out there. Um, we've now been told that there will be a, a world championships next year for blind baseball. So obviously as a, as a, as a GB team, there'll be um, some training sessions and scouting going on, looking at players ready for that as well. And yeah, just moving the sport on and, and using British blind sport, working with uh, BS UK, which is British softball and baseball UK and the BBF British baseball federation, and just trying to create more, activity for everyone i think the guys will agree with me that our team is so strong because one we're playing competitively this country but we've got so many people to pick from as a coach it's horrible it's a good position to be in but it's a horrible position to be in at the same time because there's that many players out there that are really doing well and it's about giving people opportunity do you currently have any female players on your squad we had sammy so a shout out to sammy she was selected to come to italy but Unfortunately, for um, some personal reasons, she wasn't able to attend. And then also for Gavin, she is unbelievable at the game, but she's very busy, I believe, at guaranteeing things at the minute, and she's massively into her goal ball. Um, so she went to Holland with us last year, but again, she unfortunately couldn't come this year. And there's also a couple of, uh, there's about three or four other ladies that play at other clubs as well. They've got a couple of lady players. Manchester's got a young lady that plays. So yeah, it's on the the lady side of it is growing too. That's good to hear. Well, it sounds like, like the perfect sport for, for everyone to get involved in. And I'd say look out for, um, sorry, I'd look out for Havagodia as well, where the baseball guys went. So I'm not sure if they go every single one, but I know that they do try and go to them. I suppose to show off the sport to give people an insight and give them a go at it. Well, it's been amazing having you guys. And I'll find the webpage for the Give It A Go. That'll be in the show notes, um, as well as all of your, your social media, so everyone can follow you on and keep up to date with what's going on next year. But it's been incredible having you guys. Cheers. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Congratulations once again to the UK Blind Baseball team on their amazing bronze medal at the European Blind Games. And I'm excited to try blind baseball. I've actually been looking it up. The Leicester Blue Sox is where I need to go. Damn it. I pitched a team the other day, the Nottingham Green Sox. They're doing these sock-based teams. Well, it's baseball, isn't it? Can we have gloves instead? No. It's socks SOX anyway. Oh. <laughs> you can have a baseball shirt, but we're not being the Nottingham shirts. Okay. We hope you enjoyed this fantastic episode. We really did. And we've all been inspired to give this a go. And maybe there'll be a uh, Leicester-Nottingham match at some point in the future. But until next time, hold on to your balls.
I feel like Selena's just going to disown us. I am sighing happily right now. Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at SeesawPod, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com. Remember to like, rate, review, and share with a friend. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Feller, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.